All right, folks, so I just published my fourth book called You Can Retire on Social Security. Just go to Amazon.com, type in my last name, S-C-A-N-D-L-E-N, Scandlin, S-C-A-N-D-L-E-N. And all my books show up there just right for you to pick and choose from. I encourage you to buy all of them, actually. And if you're, of course, if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, they're all free. Uh, you can get them on Audible, at least two of them. You can get two right now on Audible, which is the tax bomb and your retirement and strategic money planning. Both are available on Auto Audible. So if you are a uh, an Audible member, you can get them as well through there. Uh, my uh, You Can Retire on Social Security will shortly be up on Audible. We're working on that right now. Uh, if you want, to, if you do Audible and you do it through my link, which I'll put in the show notes, I do get paid. Ha, ha, ha. So make sure you try to get me as rich as possible. Excellent. Um, anyway, uh, get the books online through Amazon. Kindle Unlimited is free. You get the paperbacks. Uh, I can't remember how much I charge on the paperbacks. The Kindle version for sure. And the Audible books as well. So don't forget, if you get a chance, you want some good fashion, old-fashioned reading on financial planning. Does it get any more exciting than that? Of course not. Uh, go to these websites. Uh, go to Amazon.com and type in my last name. All right. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned for the episode. Whoa, now this is interesting. Uh, my man Rob sent me this uh, article, uh, Dateline, today, just a few, uh, few hours ago, uh, August 21st, 2019. Surge in corporate debt with negative yields poses risk unlike anything investors have ever seen. Uh, from Jeff Cox. I've, uh, this, this is interesting. Negative yielding corporate debt recently passed a trillion dollars in market value. It's nuts. Investors holding the bonds for price appreciation face significant risks should rates start to rise, says a guy from uh, a research guy. Um, yeah, if, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> investors holding any bond for price appreciation face significant risk if, risks if rates start to rise. Why would you hold the bond for price appreciation? Ah, don't do that. The financial system doesn't work with negative rates. If the economy recovers, it recover insinuating that uh, it's not booming. I mean, we might not booming, but it's insinuating recession. Uh, the losses that investors would take are unlike anything they've ever seen. Government bonds aren't the only instruments producing negative yields these days. With corporate debt recently passing the trillion market in a continuing sign of global financial displacement. Actually, let me just see what the... What we're doing here today in the markets uh stocks are up big time and bonds are know, trading about even still one uh, 10 years at one and a half uh investors uh these days are facing huge amounts of fixed incomes carrying that that carry no yield uh, there we go. investors these days are facing huge amounts of fixed income instruments that carry no yield Various estimates of sovereign debt in that category put the total in excess of $15 trillion, a number that has been escalating over the past several years while central banks drive interest rates to zero and below. Negative yielding corporate debt, though, is a relatively new thing, rising from just $20 billion in January to pass a trillion tark recently. That's, I mean, look at that. That's January 2019, $20 trillion in, in a total negative yielding corporate debt to over a trillion. Hmm. I don't know. What, what, what's going on here? I mean, they're not, is that, is he looking at inflation? Is that, uh, I'm not sure what he's 
How's he getting that? I mean, because they, they didn't just suddenly issue a trillion dollars of bonds that uh, were negative interest rates. So something he must be looking at relative to inflation, the only thing I could think. Because bonds aren't issuing a 10-year bond from, oh, we can't use GE anymore as my proxy, uh, Walmart, and saying, you will uh, you loan us $100,000, we'll pay you 99000 10 years from now. I mean, no, no one's going to buy that corporate debt. Um, right, let's keep looking. The trend, poses, uh, the trend poses a potentially dangerous threat, especially if market winds shift and bondholders looking for price gains rather than yield get stuck holding too much risk. The interest rate risk that these bonds carry is huge, the says this guy, Bianco. The financial system doesn't work with negative rates. If the, okay, we're on top of that. Negative yields thus far has been confined to places outside the U.S., though some Federal Reserve officials have toyed with the idea, at least in a hypothetical sense. Alan Greenspan recently jolted some investors when he said there is nothing actually standing in the way of negative U.S. rates. Most of the negative yielding corporate debt is in Switzerland, while some is in Japan. Uh, well, we talked about Germany yesterday. Investors don't actually pay to borrow money, but the negative yield is symbolic of how much above par investors are willing to pay for these bonds. That's because those who buy negative yielding bonds are essentially making a bet, a bet that rates will stay low and prices will rise which is the traditional relationship when it comes to fixed income. Should rates start to rise even a little, that will start to eat into capital appreciation. Right? Uh, if yields on a Swiss bonds go up just two percentage points, it would amount to a 50% loss for shareholders. While well, some individual investors may be able to absorb such losses, that'd be catastrophic for institutions. All right, well, I mean, <laughs> you're talking, let's say zero. I mean, so literally rates would have to go from zero to 200 it's not going to happen. Um, or two, that means 200 basis points. On the, sovereign, on the sovereign side, Germany is the starkest example of negative rates, with yields all along the curb there trading below zero. That has pushed prices up dramatically. In Tuesday, buyers are paying the equivalent of $195 for every $100 in a 20-year German bund, a technical yield of minus 0.38%. So that means they're literally locking up their money uh, to get a hundred bucks back in 20 years. They're, I mean, they're locking up $195 to get a hundred dollars back in 20 years. <laughs> uh, Bianca attributes a negative yield uh, trend to entities, including the ECB, European Central Bank, pumping money to the financial system and pulling investors along for the ride. Well, that's inflating assets. And if you're inflating assets, you're inherently lowering the yields. But wouldn't that tell you exactly i mean see this is the conundrum we have if we're inflating stuff that means that the value of the dollar should be dropping inherently the value of the dollar should to some degree be reflected in the 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 prices of the government debt i mean so i mean if the dollar if we're worried about kind of catastrophic catastrophic collapse of the dollar it certainly doesn't make sense for the u.s government debt to be way up here you know those two things just seem i'm not say mutually exclusive but seem counterintuitive to me the dollar's going to collapse. That means people flee the dollar. They don't turn around and buy dollar-denominated bonds at premiums. That doesn't make any sense to me. So the central ECB is pumping money into the financial system and pulling investors along for the ride. Uh, sounds inflationary, and yet here we got a, a negative yield for 20 years. I'm, that's weird. They've so flooded their financial system with money that there's not enough alternatives. That's why I have pay, people paying such astronomical prices that you wind up with negative yields. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but 
there's so I mean I know they want to inflate assets, but a bond the asset will still mature at a certain price. I mean we know that. So if I'm buying 195 today for a bond that's going to mature at 120 years, um, I don't get why I would do that. I mean I just and they still got to pay tax on that, right? I, I mean, I get it. I, I don't understand. I guess the only thing is the insurance companies and the pensions who buy the bonds. I mean, these are the biggest bondholders in other countries. I mean, the biggest bondholders aren't Grandma Jones down the street. It's insurance companies, pensions, pensioner, pension companies, and uh, and over the government debt. So I guess that because they're mandated to buy high quality bonds or something like that. So because of that, they're fleeing to these bonds. They have to. And so because there's so much demand for these few high quality bonds that it's literally the only game in town because they can't buy non high quality bonds. And so they're going to pay whatever price they can because they have to. There's something more to this here. Something more to this than just uh, a fear of a recession or a fear of the market cycle. I wonder if it, I wonder if it has to do with corporate ratings of corporate bonds. Cause you know, after the rating agencies got killed in 2007, which they should have AM best. Well, actually I'm not sure which ones Moody's S and P AM best. I don't know, but I mean, I can't remember what the municipality credit rating agencies were called anymore, but something happened that makes negative interest rates work uh, where they didn't, they weren't before. And I'm almost wondering if it's because by the charter of uh, these bond you know the, the issuing not the issuing companies but the people who buy the bonds the pensions uh the insurance companies and the other government that they have to buy triple a rated bonds and because of that there's few triple a rated bonds out there other than the government bonds thus all the money is going to those and that's inflating the prices on that which is killing the yields i, I don't think i don't think there's more to this there's more to this than just everyone's afraid of the market, so they're buying up these bonds. No one, no one in their right mind is going to buy a 20-year German bond and, and lose money. The only reason you do that is because you have to. That doesn't make any sense to me. Now, let's keep reading. The uh, 27 trillion dollars of non-US dollar, 27 trillion of non-US dollar investment-grade global debt is collectively yielding just 0.11. Maybe that's what it is: investment-grade global debt. Maybe there's just not that much investment grade global debt out there. And maybe the reason, because that's uh, the banks, uh, not just the banks, but all these corporations got tons of cash. I mean, if they got tons of cash on the side, they don't need to loan money out. And if they don't need to loan money out, there's only so much investment grade corporate debt out there. And insurance companies who get their premiums and whatnot, pensions who get the premiums from the uh, the pensioners. They got to invest that money somehow, and their charter says a certain amount has got to be an investment grade credit quality debt. I bet that's it, man. I bet the corporation's got too much cash. They're not loaning money. They don't have any reason to. And the charters of these companies, uh, again, the pensions, the insurance companies, and the governments are saying you can't buy anything the lower than double A rating debt. And so because of that, they have huge amounts of cash. They're sitting here just idle when they said, well, at least I'll invest in something. I, I don't know what else it could possibly be. Anyway, uh, the $27 trillion of non-U.S. dollar investment-grade debt is yielding just 0.11. Of all global investment-grade debt delivery, 95% is from the U.S. We continue to think there's a wall of new money being forced. Yeah, there we go. Right on. We continue to think there's a wall of being new, of new money being forced into the global corporate bond market. 
the triggers lower interest rate volatility or simply the passage of time. A lot of foreign investors are being charged negative yields for being underinvested. Well, I would say a, a, a tidal wave of money that's got to go someplace. It's sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And they're like, we got to do something with it. We got to do something. We'll just buy whatever we can, which is inherently driving up the prices and driving down the yields. Uh, this guy said there's an investment opportunity at both the front and back ends of the yield curve. Investors worried more about recession should be taken on U.S. investment grade debt with short duration, while those more confident in the economy should focus on longer term instruments. He prefers in investments that are out the curve as he sees lower recession probability is what being is currently being priced. I agree with that, actually. So if you're worried about recession, you should be buying shorter duration um so you can get out of it quick i i, I completely disagree with that Re worrying about recession or what it doesn't matter because recession will be here and gone before you know it and so if you have the longer term bonds you'll still be benefited benefit from that for sure u.s credit quality remains good despite the influx of corporate bonds in the market non-financial business debt was at 6.4 trillion at the end of the first quarter a 73 percent increase from mid 2009 when the current expansion began however as a portion of equity it's only 33 percent from his uh, recession peak of 69%. All right, so the debt has gone up a lot, but it's a 6.4 trillion, 73% uh, increase from 2009, but as a portion of equities, a third of the equity that's out there. So that's, uh, that is not a huge debt to equity rating at all. That's what, uh, debt 33 to uh, a third? 33%, uh, whatever, I don't know, one, one over three would be the uh, the debt to equity uh, numbers there. That's just, I mean, it's just weird. Covenant protections or the buffers investors demand in case of default are at record lows, according to Moody's. However, default rates are projected to remain low 2.9% for the year ahead compared to the long-term average of 4.7. Um, wait, wait, this guy's saying if bond rates move Lower stocks could resume their downturn. Here's Schiller. Look at my man Schiller. The Fed's fund rate has the opposite intended effect. Germany to auction a 0% 30-year bond for the first time. Why would bond, if bond yields move lower, why would stocks resume their downturn? I have to read that article too. That doesn't make any sense to me. So my friends, we are in a weird, a weird place. All this worry about recession, and yet we're issuing bonds with no yield. Debt isn't huge relative to equity. Corporations have tons of cash on the side. Which means the banks aren't going to be calling in loans like they did. Remember my man I was telling you about old Joe? He had a performing loan, but the bank called it in because a stupid regulator said, you don't have enough equity. Man, what do you do? It's nuts out there. I, I still say the one thing you can can do, because one thing you can't control is pay down your debt. I, I just look, but debt is cheap. I get it, but it might not be cheap forever. I mean, if we look back in 2008, it wasn't that long removed. that They called the loans. They called my own on my credit card from Citibank. Pissed me off. The most inopportune time. I was like, what? Zero percent for as long as, uh, as long as out of balance. And all of a sudden, oh, we're calling it. You got to pay or else we're going to put you at 14.99. It's like, what are you talking about? It's 0% for the life alone. They said, ah, ah, gotcha. Read the fine print. I said, you freaking. Ugh. Anyway, all right, we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. It's interesting. So I'm going to read this other article about the German 30-year deal. Yield. So smash, like, share, and subscribe, and bell for notifications. See ya.